One of the greatest things you can do to help others is not just to share and give what you have, but to help them discover what they have within themselves to help themselves. That is a quote by Rita Zahara. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. And I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is episode 98. Before I get into this week's episode, I would just like to let you guys know who are wanting to podcast or live stream that I have a special offer going on for my technology assessment. You get one hour with me to ask me any questions that you may have on how to start a podcast, what equipment you need, or how to start live streaming. To take advantage of this offer, go to tech.trinalmartin.com. The topic of this week's episode is don't convince yourself with excuses. My guest this week is Crystal Biga. Crystal is a former corporate executive, radio and TV host turned transformational coach, expert speaker, and published writer. Crystal takes people on a journey back within to reconnect with the true versions of themselves, find the power to break free all limits and programming and create the life they want and ultimately deserve. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hi, Trina. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you know what? Thank you for being here with me. I am interested to learn more about you. I see that you are a transformational coach, um, but you were a corporate executive and a radio and TV host. So take me on that journey. Tell me about what you did before you get to be the crystal that you are today and what led up to your change. Okay, that's quite a story. (laughs) So I'm originally from Cameroon. That's why I have this beautiful accent. I moved in to Los Angeles four years ago, straight from Cameroon. And when I came in here a few years, two years later, I started a job at LAX. That's where I got the account manager position for an airline. It happened really quickly. Apparently, never I had never happened in the company before. So I guess I was a genius. <laughs> anyway, so. But during that job, I wasn't, um, my story is not like a lot of people usually share a story of, oh, I started my own entrepreneurship journey because I hated my job. No, that wasn't my story. I was working for a great company. The team was amazing. Um, My career was pretty much set for success. But I had a fire burning within me that I just couldn't ignore. Okay, about the TV and radio, it was back in Cameroon, that's where I was TV and radio host. 
it also happened just all of a sudden. All major things in my life usually happen without me really preparing for it or chasing it, just happened. So those are one of the stories of my life of things just happening and end up in the biggest TV or radio shows. Anyway, so back in the US, when I was thinking of, when I moved in here, I started my own personal journey. I didn't know life coaching was a thing when I moved in here. I had no clue it was a job. <laughs> so um, I was just hiring coaches and, you know, joining programs to discover myself, to learn more about myself, to heal from my own stories and limiting beliefs and all the things. I had no intention of becoming a coach until during that journey I started connecting the dots. I started learning more about myself, who I really am. And that's how I started understanding me better. And I discovered my path. I started remembering things like, you know, when I was growing up, I would be walking on the street and see a complete stranger, somebody I will never meet again in my life, and wonder for a few seconds, is this person happy? And I will caught myself I'll be like why do you care you don't even know this person you will never even meet this person again why do you care if the person is happy or not so those were little things and I'm the last one in my family I have big brothers and sisters they are you know way older than me but surprisingly every time somebody was going to tough time or a situation I was the go-to person I was the person supposed to have the answer. I was always the person, you know, that was supposed to be stronger to have it all together for everyone and see with my friends. All those things started making sense to me. What was my gift? What was, you know, what was my calling in this life? What I was born to do without me even thinking it can be my profession at some point. But at do at, at a certain level when you do your your you know like like your personal journey finally understand yourself better so it clicked in me that this is this is what i'm supposed to be doing yes i'm doing great in everything i do and a lot of people find themselves in that space of doing great in whatever they're doing because they're talented we have we are all so talented in many areas of our, of our lives that Sometimes it's hard to make the difference between your calling and just a gift or a talent. So I was in that space of doing great in my career, being great in everything I was doing, but it wasn't my calling. So that fire started burning within me. I wanted to help people at a different level. Yes, when you work for a corporate job, you still help people, but I wanted to help people transform and heal the way I did and discover themselves the way I did for myself. So I decided to start coaching. I started, you know, working with my coaches. I was watching what they were doing and starting to follow that path. And I had to make a big decision. Was I going to do it as a side hustle or full time? That was a tough decision to make because as I mentioned, I didn't hate my job. I was doing great over there. The money was good. The team was amazing. So there was no good reason. There was no valid reason for me to quit. But I knew I had to quit and go full time to become a coach. And believe me, it was a scary moment in my life. It was very scary. Because mind you, I'm a foreigner in the country. I have a family here. And here am I making this kind of big moves because 
if I fail, there is no way for me to go back and maybe move in with a brother or sister or move in with my mother. I don't have that option. So I really have to pay attention to each decision I make because I'm by myself here. I don't have a family. So if I fail, where do I go? If I give up that security, quote unquote, of a paycheck, what am I going to do? And at that point, I didn't have a client yet. I had zero clients. I have just joined a program that would help me, you know, get myself out there and try to get clients. But I had zero clients. But then I just knew I had to quit and do it full time. I decided to go to my manager and I told him, hey, I'm, I, I need to, to quit. And after I explained the reason why I wanted to quit, he just told me blankly, you know you're not leaving, right? You're not kidding. I don't take your resignation. That's it. You go figure it out. You're a manager. You can walk around your schedule. Figure it out. You're not quitting. He said no. So I <laughs> was like, I, I was kind of happy in a certain level because I was like, oof, at least I, I still have my job. And at least the universe of God knows that I tried. Okay, it's not that I didn't try. So, okay. I, want, I wanted to use that story of, okay, they didn't want me to give, so I have to stay. But I was deceiving myself. I tried for three months and it was just not working out. And the more I was trying to go against what I knew I was supposed to do, the more harder it was becoming. It was becoming really hard on me. And even the things that I used to do easily became hard because I was fighting against myself. I knew what I was supposed to do and I was trying to cover up with stories to, to you know, convince myself that, yes, I can do both. And again, it's my journey. Some people manage to do both, build a business while they're working their job. I was just on a different path. That was my path and I had to follow my path. I couldn't look around and say, see, other people do it. I had to follow my path. And I remember a moment one day I was in my previous apartment and I was sitting on the edge of my couch and I started crying like a baby, asking to myself, Crystal, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why can't you just be satisfied where you are right now? Look, your colleagues admire you. You've got in less than a year what people in five years never got. Your friends are so proud of you. Your family is proud of you. So what are you thinking? What are you doing? What do you want? And I was crying so hard because I felt crazy. But at the same time, I just knew I can't stop. I had to do it. So I just told myself, there is no way I'm going to be satisfied with this life. Yes, everything looks good for the, from the outside. But inside, I know better. I know I have, to, I have to be somewhere else. I know I have to be doing something else with my life. I have to help people. So I can't deceive myself. I can't convince myself with these excuses, even though it's scary. So finally, I sent an email to my HNFE. She refused as well. She gave me an option to take a leave or whatever. Anyways, the moment I quit, she gave me a leave. She refused my recognition. She said she might. She preferred to give me a leave to go build my business and come back. And during that period, during the leave, she gave me three months. Nothing happened. I had zero clients still. So I had to make a decision. Will I go back to work to the security of my paycheck because I had zero clients or zero money coming in from the business? Or should I just keep being the crazy person in the room and just continue, follow my path? I made a decision to follow my path, to trust, to just trust the process, trust 
God, trust myself, trust the universe. I sent that email crying, but I sent it to tell her I'm not coming back. So at that point, I had no safety net anymore. That was it. No more money coming from the job and no client. But guess what? Less than a week after I sent that email, I got my first client. Mm. That was just a sign that finally I was where I was supposed to be. I was finally in alignment with what I really was, was supposed to do in the first place. No more safety net, but the trust paid off. I had a sign that I'm doing the right thing. So that was kind of my journey. I know it's a long story, but I, I hope that gives you a background of where I started from and how did I start my business. Oh, yes. It, you know, it's such an amazing story. And I want to ask you first, what made you leave Cameroon? What made you come to the States? Well, every time people ask me that, they laugh at my answer. <laughs> the American dream, you know. I was just in a, in a place um, back there where I thought I needed more. And I couldn't say what it was because, again, over there I was doing well. I was on TV, I was on radio, and I had a small business hosting even for event planning. But I, I just reached a point where I knew I wanted more. I just felt like I was never going to reach what I wanted in life. I have always had big dreams. And I just didn't feel like the environment was good for me to reach the level I wanted because people around me never understood where I was coming from. I was always like, I want too much. I'm dreaming too big. So I needed to go far and just be somewhere where nobody knew me. And the United States was a country that I'd, I was like, okay, if I will move somewhere else in another country, I would definitely go to the United States because I heard over there, you know, everybody has an opportunity to make to do whatever they want with their life. So here am I. Wow. That's so courageous of you to. I know. Yeah. <laughs> just, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, isn't that, cr- I don't say crazy, but it's so courageous that, you know, you leave one country to go to another country without knowing anyone just because you know, you want it better. You were like, okay, I have the desire in my heart to do something else. Not sure what it is, but you followed your dream. And how many people are living today who are not following their dream? And that's the sad thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's why what I do, I love it so much because what I really help people to do is reconnect with themselves and own who they are. What you just said is so true, which people don't follow their dreams. The bottom line is they don't follow their hearts. They don't trust themselves enough to follow their heart. They prefer to follow other people. They prefer to do like everyone else because they're safe. They are too scared and they don't trust themselves. So that's why I love helping people connect with themselves and understand that, hey, you are good enough to do whatever you want, you know, and you know the answers. People usually tell you when you ask them, what do you want? But I don't know, people always know that. I don't know answer is a safety net people have. If I don't know, I will not do it, right? Mm. So it's fast, it's easier and it's safer for me to say, I don't know what to do, I don't know what I really want. So if I don't know what I want, let me just do what other people want me to do. Mm -hmm. If I don't know what I really want, let me just do it like other people are doing it, right? Mm-hmm. It's safe. And at least 
Nobody's going to blame me. I'm doing what everyone else is doing. But being in a place of knowing who you are and honoring that and being okay with who you are, being okay with what you want and not be scared of what people think or expect from you, stay in that power and show up that way, that's, that's a powerful place to be. Oh, and that's yeah. a beautiful journey. Wow. I mean... That that is such an amazing place to be, and not many people ever learn that or get to that place. Who are your clients? Who are the people that you're helping? My clients are, are coaches. Okay. Because why I chose to work with female coaches is because, first of all, we know women are have we have a lot of conditioning. We're in a society where it's hard to be a woman, even in 2020. It's really hard. To be a woman, it's it's bad. We are always refer to when we want, they want to describe something weak, they choose a woman word. You are a p. Do not use big words here. Mm. You are a p. Don't be a p because women is like you are weak because we have emotions because we have feelings. So it's not okay to be that way. So just being a woman in the world we are living, especially in entrepreneurship, is tough. We have to become men. That's the idea. The whole world gives us. We have to act like men. We have to become men in order to succeed. So that's why I chose women. That's the first thing to make them understand. Hey, we don't have to become men. We are we are perfect, and there is a reason why we are the way we are. And we have to honor that and show up that way in our business. Don't become a man to become successful. Stay the beautiful being you are. Sensitive, connected to your intuition, and just cry when you want to cry. It's okay. There is nothing bad about having emotion. The second reason I chose, the, the other thing about coaches is that I have worked with a lot of coaches and programs. And for a long time, it was a struggle for me to figure out what I wanted to do or where I was going in my life. And even the programs I, I, did, I joined for my business were tough for me. Why? Not because they were bad programs. The coaches were amazing. The programs were great. But I had a hard time to find my voice because those programs never gave me room to be who I am. They will come with a, with a, uh, a strategy or a step-by-step -step process, and the speech will be this. I have been doing this for this many years, and it has been, you know, it has created results for thousands of people. You do the exact same thing the way I show you, and you'll be fine. If you don't do it that way, you will never be, make it. Mm. So there is no room for people to be who they are. You have to follow a checklist. If not, and if you don't make it, which I, I was in that place of trying so hard to follow the process, trying so hard to do the work the way they told me, even if I didn't feel like it, even if I didn't like it, even if it was, wasn't the way I wanted to do it, I didn't get the result, and I didn't understand why. It was frustrating. I finally understood that the problem wasn't the programs or the coaches, it was me because I wasn't just following my heart. What I wanted, I didn't want to do, I was still doing it just because they told me to. So that's why I chose to work with coaches to just help them, first of all, honor who they are, but also allow, understand that the clients for them, it's not for them to tell them what to do, but create space for them to find their own voice, find their own ways, not come with those rigid, with those rigid plan and strategies and expect everybody to fit into that same box is not a cookie cutter. All we are all human beings first because before being clients or before being 
entrepreneurs, we are beings, and we have to honor who we are. That's the that's how we're going to show up and make a difference. We are not going to make a difference by doing the exact same thing our coaches are telling us to do. We are making a difference because we are coming different and we own who we are, and it's okay. But I struggle so much with coaches making me feel like it's not okay to be the way I am. In order for me to succeed, I have to do it the way they want me to do it. That now I want to help other coaches understand I know it's not true. It's okay for people to be the way they are and they can succeed because they are good enough just the way they are. Fine, they have just to find their own voice and figure out a way to make it work in alignment with who they are. And it's okay. It's, there is a reason why they are different. There is a reason why some certain things feel good to them and others don't. And don't make them feel bad about it. Don't make them try to change and become something else. That's, that doesn't feel good. I have been there. So that's why I work with female coaches. You know, what you said, there's a lot of validity in that with going to coaching programs because I too have invested in coaching programs. And you're right. They do say that. They say, okay, yes, this is what I've done. And if you listen to me and what I'm saying, you'll be successful. But that's not always the case. And, you know, you're right. And I didn't look at it that way until you were talking. And I was like, yeah, that is true. You're trying to put everybody in that same box. And it doesn't work that way. And what may work for me may not work for you and so on down the line. So everyone has to find their own, their own voice, their own journey, walk their own path. And yeah, it, I think that's really, that's really profound what you, what you said, because it's so true. So true. Yeah. And, and then, and then I don't, I don't, I don't blame the, those coaches because that's just the way the world we are living in works. That's what everybody's telling you. There is a certain way to do things. There is, you know, this is what all successful people are doing. If you want to be successful, we'll do the same. So the whole world is wired that way. There is a path. This is the path for it. And if you want to be so become Tony Robbins, do it the way Tony Robbins did it. No, Tony Robbins became Tony Robbins because he did it his way. Mm-hmm. That's why. So when you follow him, when you walk with him, find your voice with everything he's teaching you, with everything you're learning from him. You are, you are not copying and pasting, hoping to get where he is. You will never get there. Because you are a different person. And it's just a whole world, not allowing people to be who they are, making people feel bad, feeling not good enough, feeling unworthy, feeling less, feeling, oh, it's, it, it, for you to have what you want, you have to become this person. You have to do this. You have to do it this way. Because the way you are doing it is not good enough. The way you are is not good enough. You have to change. You have to become someone else. And people beat themselves up build self-hate and just burn out trying to fight against themselves. They want to do something. They want something, but the whole world is screaming. No, that way doesn't work. Says who? No, because it didn't work for other people. It's not going to work for me. That's what people tell you. The whole world is saying the same thing over and over again. So no wonder coaches do the same thing. They tell you, this is how I do it. Do it the same way and you get the result I got. That's the truth. But that's the story the whole world is telling us, that there is only one way. If 10 people succeeded doing it that way, you all have to do it. If uh, Steve Jobs did it this way, 
it worked for him, you have to do it the same way, which is not true. So people don't feel good enough. They try to become someone else in order to deserve what you, they want, in order to deserve the results they want. And when they don't succeed, which is rare to succeed when you are doing it against yourself, they beat themselves up, they hate themselves, they, the, the feeling of not good enough just keeps going. I am not, I don't, I don't deserve it. I'm not consistent enough. I'm not disciplined enough. I don't work, work, wake up early enough. I don't work hard enough. I don't do enough, so I'm not enough. And it's painful. It's painful. Wow. And I love what you said about the working against yourself. And it's funny because you were telling a story about how you tried to resign from your job like two or three times and your boss was like, no, we'll, we'll give you a leave of absence. No, um, we'll rearrange your schedule. And I was thinking, wow, isn't that funny how when you were saying, okay, well, I'll rearrange my schedule or I'll take a leave of absence, how nothing happened for you. But as soon as you finally decided, you know what, I'm going to quit this job and devote myself full time to my business then that's when things started to shift for you. How long does it take before you see your clients shifting or or when they come back to you and say, I've had some good results based on the work that we're, we're doing? I love this question. One session, I shift. People shift in one session. And it was really difficult for people to understand that or to see how it's possible. And in the, I did find out because I had have friends, even during one of, my, one of my friends told me, are you really, did you really just shifted me in during a happy hour? And the normal conversation is like, everything just changed all of a sudden. She, she couldn't believe it. And in the beginning, when I started my business, I started to do it like everyone else, right? I built a program, which is great because I'm in, I'm in programs. And now I'm in a wonderful program, right? So, but again, I was not doing what I really wanted. I just doing, I was doing what other, I was, you know, just using other people's templates, mm-hmm. create a program, you know, um, you know, you know, do this or do that or do this. Or, but when I started paying attention, I realized that even the clients I had, the first conversation we had shifted everything. And sometimes I will offer to my audience and my, my email list a free coaching session to maybe talk people in the month, right? I'll send an email and I'll get on the phone. People really just coach them, not selling anything, just really to coach. And in that one session, people will email me back and say, whoa, things I don't, I can't believe what just happened. And then I've sit sat back and asked myself, why do I want to put people in programs when I can shift them in one session? Hmm. Is it really needed or is just because that's how people do it? And then I said, no, I have to own it. I can shift people in one session and let me just tell people, okay, this is what, if you work, what do you want? If I feel like I can help you, we're not going to get stuck in this program for six months in a year if we don't need that. And at the end of the day, I personally prefer things to happen when I want them to happen yesterday. <laughs> right? <laughs> so if I have a choice between a one-year program and 1,000, 
And one session at 10,000, which gave me the same result, I will pay the 10,000 because I want it like yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, let me just offer that to people. So that's what I do. I offer now one session, one obsession, and we shift everything. If I know firsthand that I can really help you with what you have, unless if I don't, if I know I can't do that in one session, I refer you. I have a lot of great colleagues. I refer you. But mm. I usually just do it in one session. Wow. Wow. So is that how you market yourself is, okay, I can help change your life in one session? Yeah. Solve that particular problem. You come to me with, oh, I'm struggling with this right now. If I know it's something, if when we're talking, I realize that, yeah, you can definitely do that. We do one session. I don't need for whole three months with you to do that. You can do that in one session. I've been trying one time to have a client for three months. And the first conversation we had was, was that was it. Everything happened in that first session. So the rest was just chit-chatting. <laughs> and I was like, what are we doing here? Right? So, yeah. It's just, I sometimes carry to do things different. But I'm walking my talk. <laughs> I'm really owning what I want to do and the way I want to run my business. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense. If that's how I feel like to do it, I do it that way. And I don't expect people to understand. I just know my people will connect. And one, one other thing that I um, believe in is that people know. And we all know the coach we, we, we should work with. We all know the programs we should join, uh, join. But the thing is, we are not connected with ourselves enough. And we don't, own, we don't trust ourselves. We are scared. And we get in our head making the match, should I do this instead of doing, should I, should I, is it a good idea? But in your heart, when you listen to some, all the coaches I have hired or worked for, work with, I was, I didn't even know if they had a website. I didn't even know who they were before I, did. I said yes. I just maybe see them on a Facebook live. I love what they're saying and whatever they're offering just aligns with the direction I'm going at that very moment. I just message them, like, let's do it. When they even try to explain me what is included, I don't even hear it because I don't care. I just feel it at that very moment that this person will take me somewhere. I know it. So if I'm not different. Am I special? I don't think so. <laughs> so I know people feel the same way. People, we all know. We all have that knowing in us. We just don't trust. So my people, that's why I'm like, I know my people will hear me and they will, they, will, they will know. I don't have to even worry about it. How did you get to this point? How did you get to the point where you're so confident and you're so um, self-aware where you can say that, where you can say, look, I, I, I know what I need. I don't need to hear anymore. I know what I need because you're right. We, we all know, we all have that intuition. We know what we need or want, whatever that is. We know ourselves, but mm -hmm. so many times we talk ourselves out of it, whether we try to apply logic to it or whatever. How did you get to, to the place where you're, you don't do that anymore? It took me, uh, um, to, it, it, I did it through inner work. And I work, my actual coach is an amazing human being. She's the one that really helped me discover myself and just love myself and trust myself enough. Just giving me space to discover myself. 
And we do a lot of inner work. I also do that with my clients in that session. To, that's the, we use a tool to help you see, pay attention to the conversations happening in your first, and pay attention to how you feel about things, especially the things that trigger you, especially the things that trigger you. You pay attention to them and you clear them. When you heal from those things that trigger you, you become, you, you are more able to, to know what feels good and what doesn't without those bills of those past stories, traumas, you know, making us blind to the truth. And there is a big movement right now with uh, cutting negative people out of your life, mm -hmm. you know, people that trigger you stay away from them. It's powerful, but I believe those people are people we are, we are trapped in our life because I believe everything that happens in our life, we, we create it, right? We create it. We have that power. Mm -hmm. We bring those people in our life, in our reality, in our experience to learn something or to experience something or discover something about ourselves. So when somebody triggers you, instead of running away from that person, that's why sometimes you cut somebody out of your life you meet someone else six months later doing worse things, <laughs> right? And you're like, why do I keep having these kind of people in my life? Why people always betray me? Why I can't trust anybody? I will never, because I always have to, pay to, to watch out because, because people are these people are that. No, the first time you had that negative toxic person in your life, you didn't use that opportunity to heal. Because those people, whatever they're doing that trigger you, that hurt you, they are just poking a hole you have in you. That's all they're doing. That's what trigger is. Somebody's poking a hole. There is a hole. What is that hole? Go there, heal, and whatever the person does will not hurt you anymore, will not affect you anymore. So you not have to run away. Those people will not even stay around. They will live by themselves. It's not you running away to to. to to avoid to feel the pain of being hurt or being disappointed. Those pains or, or anger we avoid to feel, that's where the magic is. When you are able to understand your emotion and use them to heal, you step more and more into your power. You are in your power because people don't control how you feel anymore. They don't control how you feel. They don't make you angry or don't disappoint you because you don't expect anything from them. You are fully in your power. And you are in a place of seeing people clearly, not from hurt. Because if somebody hurts you, that means there is a hole. When you heal, when you go back and ask yourself, why is this hurting me? Why is this triggering me this much? Why is this person so annoying? When I scroll down my Facebook, every time I see this girl on Facebook, I'm like, oh my gosh. Why is she doing this? Why is this triggering you? You go there. It's not about the girl triggering you. It's not about that person saying negative things that piss you off. It's about you be allowing those, giving away your power to those people to make you feel a certain way. When you heal and you understand the real reason, the real force, those people are just poking in you and you heal from it, you're feeling your power and then you're confident. Now you're not scared anymore to trust people because you know anyway, they are not going to do anything that you don't let them do. You trust. 
and you feel safe and you are confident and you know you know better and from that place when you trust at that level you will feel it when you meet somebody you will be able to be aware of how you feel and know hmm, this person i want this person in my life i want this person in my world even with clients you will know i want to work with this client or i don't i don't think it's a good idea to work with this client so that's where the confidence comes from when you're in your power when you are not afraid to be disappointed or, or be hurt when you heal from all those you know we heal all those holes you have in you and you are in your power enough to not let people make you feel that way you are in your power enough as well to make decisions clearly knowing and honoring how you feel because it's clean now your energy is clean i don't know if that answers your question oh yes it did and it like i said it makes sense so much sense i mean everything that you're saying i'm totally in agreement with because it does. It makes sense. And I've done my inner work myself, just like you have. And I have found the similar things that I'm like, that's not going to bother me anymore. I'm moving on. I'm not going to let this type of person in my life anymore because I deserve better, whatever. And with me knowing that and knowing my worth and, and standing in that, I'm so much happier. Mm-hmm. And I'm not repeating those old patterns anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yes. it's it's great. I mean, and I think that's a great segue into our questions. So, are you ready for our questions? Sure. Okay. Who or what motivates you? Who or what motivates me? You mean, did I name of somebody? Uh, whatever, someone or. Uh, situation or whatever that may be? What motivates me is the knowing that I can impact people's lives. That really motivates me. Because if I one more, if I wake up one morning and I just feel like what I do is just about me, I will not be motivated. What really motivates me is waking up and thinking, how many people can me being on a podcast can be affected? That's a real fuel for my soul. What mm. demotivates you? What demotivates me is um, hmm, let me think about it. <laughs> what demotivates me? Hmm. Interesting. I've never thought of that. What demotivates me? Let me think. What demotivates me, I would say, if I let me think, if I um That's a tough one. I can't figure out. I can't figure out what demotivates me right now. Okay, we'll go to the next one. Okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Okay. Okay. Probably the last thing that worked for me that was meant to hurt me was probably during. the whole episode of around George Floyd death. So I had 
weird conversation with some acquaintance about a topic, and whatever I said wasn't really good to hear, and it really made me angry, really, really made me angry. And I used it again to clean my energy. So <laughs> I used it. Everything that triggers me, I really use it to heal. Now, if I had a conversation with that person, it blocked me, of course, <laughs> because I was so mad. Then. But if I had a chance to have a conversation with that person, I would be in a different place. So I would thank them. So actually, that helped me heal from other wounds that I had. That whatever they say just triggered those things and allowed me to see that it was there. So yeah, that was one thing. Hmm. What is your fear? My fear, you'll be, you'll be surprised. My fear is for people to see me. Hmm. To see, yeah. That's, that's my fear because I sometimes have the feeling that the things I'm about to do in this world are so strange and powerful that I'm scared. What if people don't understand what I'm doing? What if people reject me? What if people, you know, think I'm some crazy human being? So that scares me. I'm like, should I pull out the whole curtain at once and just say, hey, this is what I'm up to. This is the creator I am. Uh, or should I just go slowly at their own pace until they are ready to hear the whole thing? So that, that's my biggest fear right now. Hmm. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Time that I wish I had done something hmm. Maybe tell a guy that I like him. <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> yes, that yeah, that happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay, and here's the next one. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Okay. A time that I wish I had not done something. Yeah, I probably like this um, the example I took earlier to mentioning what was done to hurt me but that I used. I should have probably not expressed how I felt about it to the person because I know better. I know I could process my emotions on myself by myself without letting the person know. So yeah, I that's probably something I should have not done. Okay. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is I will probably borrow the definition of Nan Gill that says success is um um, I don't have the words right, but it's kind of like a progress. So me, success is climbing a mountain with no top, mm. but you're climbing. That's for me, success, not being stagnant or not being comfortable where you are, but keep, keep looking for higher, looking for the top of that mountain that you know has no top, and you know that you're happy about it because you know you will keep going up and up and up. Mm. How do you recharge? I love going 
of the beach. I love the ocean. That's why I moved closer to the ocean. I just love seeing water. So when I finish my day, I love going just, if I have the energy, I walk out a little bit. But just seeing the ocean recharges me, makes me feel happy. And just reminds me that my options, my possibilities are limitless. Because when I look at the ocean and I see how it has no end, it just kind of meet the sky at some point, it does something to my spirit. So that is a really good feel for me. What are you awesome at? I am awesome at giving advice. <laughs> I love doing that with my friends and my brothers and sisters. So yeah, I think I'm awesome and I love it too. So, What legacy do you want to leave? The legacy I want to leave is just to help people remember who they really are. Remember that they are powerful enough. And I don't mean just my clients, but the legacy I want is just really for as many people on this planet to remember that. Because when I look at the world right now, it from where I am, it sounds crazy to think that way, but I just feel like if only people knew who they really are, if only we could all remember that we are creators, if only we could remember that we have the power to create something different than what we are seeing right now, what would life look like? We'll be in a different world, living in the same planet, but living a different life, living in a different world, and we can create a different world living on this planet. So that would be a great legacy for me to look back and see, hey, I didn't make the world a better place, but I gave the opportunity to people to create the world they want to live in, living on this planet. Hmm. Okay, Crystal, give the listeners one motivational takeaway. I will say it again because I know you heard it already. You are good enough right now. You don't have to do more. You don't have to become someone else. You don't have to be different. You don't have to do anything to be good enough. You are just the way you are right now. I don't care what you think about yourself. I don't know. I don't care what you compare yourself to or who you compare yourself to. I just wanted to remember that whatever you are in your journey, you are good enough. Whatever, whatever you are doing, you are good enough. There is nothing about you that you need to change. You just need to love it, love every part of yourself, love everything about you so much that the whole world will love and appreciate you because you are good enough. Tell the listeners how they can connect with you, your website, and anything else that you want to present to the listeners. Okay, so my website is just my name, crystalbiga.com. Same thing on all of my social media handles is crystalbiga. So you can find me on Facebook. That's the fastest way to connect with me. You can just DM me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, crystalbiga everywhere. And I also will want to offer a gift for the listeners. It's a series that I hosted a few months ago 
where I have experts come together to share some strategies to grow, build or grow a business. It talks about social media, marketing, advertisement, messaging, and branding, everything about building a business or starting a business. So I would offer that to the listeners for them to, maybe they will find something valuable if they are in the stage of growing their business and any stage anyways, any, we always learn, right? So it's a good, great tool that I want to offer them today. Great. Now, and you can provide me those links and I'll put those into the show notes yes. for the listeners. Well, Crystal, I, I really appreciate you being with me today and, and telling me about how you help impact other people's lives. It was truly very amazing and just refreshing to hear how you are not in that box, how you have decided to do things differently in your life and, and how that's impacting others. Because so many times, especially today, a lot of people are saying, I'm a coach, I'm a coach. And it's almost like it's, it's a, a thing now, right? So to hear that you're not just doing the same thing that other coaches are doing is very refreshing. So I, I thank you for spending some time with me and talking to me today. Thank you so much, Trina, for having me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.